0: Welcome, everyone, to Couch Potato Diary. Happy Thursday. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you guys very much for tuning in today. We are going to be looking at some of the X-Factors for the Conference Championship game this weekend in the National Football League, plus a preview of tonight's Flames game as they take on the Blue Jackets of Columbus. Uh, My name is Peter Klein. Thank you for tuning in. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show right here, couch potato diary at yahoo.com like this video if you're watching on youtube subscribe to the channel if you're listening in podcast form leave a review and subscribe as well off the top before we get into the football stuff uh, another day another uh, absolutely disgusting story as uh, a lawsuit has been brought up against uh, Vince McMahon uh, that involves sex trafficking and uh, sexual abuse the story is uh, up on the New York Times right now if you have a subscription there the details are all there if not Um, post-wrestling has a a detailed breakdown of it, and the details are alleged and horrific. So, um, not going to get too much, I, I hate starting every show with, oh, and hey, here's this awful thing that this person did. But... Um, if any part of that is true, then Vince McMahon does not deserve to spend one more day as a free man in the United States of America. So, that is all I will say about that. Um, okay, let's get into the, uh, the more uplifting things. Let's talk some football as we get ready for Conference Championship Sunday. I'm generally pretty okay about like you know what football it's sundays during regular season we have thursdays and mondays sometimes friday and saturday as well eat it tuesday wednesday but uh i'm generally okay with yeah football's one day a week i kind of only need football one day a week and the the cfl comes out uh, friday saturday as well so we get to really get going there um the anticipation to get ready for these games is driving me insane because i kind of I, part of it is I just want to see if I'm right, um, part of it is like I, I am genuinely excited for both of these games, they both have so much intrigue and so much of the, the X's and O's shit that we really like to discuss on this particular show is so involved in this and so today I thought I would look at from both games, from both conference championship games, what's the X factor? for the those particular games. And we will start in the AFC Championship game with the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Baltimore Ravens. And I think the biggest key in this one is going to be the Kansas City run defense. Uh, I've started the prep for uh, tomorrow's show as well. Kansas City's defense is 28th in the NFL or was during the regular season, 28th in the NFL in EPA per rush. That's really bad when you are taking on a team that was third in the NFL in EPA per rush and rush success rate. The Baltimore Ravens want to run. They want to run everywhere and always. And then they'll throw it, and they're good at that too, but they want to run this ball down your throat. And the Kansas City Chiefs kind of just let teams. Um, I, I know Yeah, the other day we, we had the comment on the, the video about how inevitable the Kansas City Chiefs are, and someone was saying, well, and I had talked about how the, the Chiefs defense was being pushed around, and someone said, look, like, yes, but they did have a game plan to limit the explosive plays. And while I will grant you that, A, um, what happens when they got to the red zone? And B, what happened all season long? This is not a team that defended the run very well all year. And now you have a Baltimore team that runs the ball almost better than anybody in the NFL. And I would suggest those numbers, third in EPA per run and third in rush success rate, would be even greater if... Lamar Jackson was just unleashed all season long. If this was a video game, then Lamar Jackson's running all over the place. But you have to worry about things like injuries and stuff. And so that they have kind of limited that. Lamar has been just let go. And that makes this a really, really difficult matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. If this run defense can find something somewhere that they haven't found all season long, then this all of a sudden becomes, quite frankly, a fair fight. If it's not, if... The Chiefs' run defense continues to look like a bottom five run defense in the NFL against one of the better running teams we have seen in the NFL in quite some time. It's going to be a long day for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is this is the area that Kansas City has to go in. I get it's a tired thing to say make Lamar Jackson a pocket passer because he's kind of great at that too, as he showed at times against the Houston Texans. And in different points, um, think back to that Rams game, that wild game that um, ends up going to to, to overtime. I, I believe it was overtime or almost in overtime. Either way, Lamar Jackson, was it was just dot after dot after dot after dot in that game. But their only chance is making Lamar Jackson a a pocket passer and then having to deal with this great Baltimore defense as well. I I just, the more you break it down, the more this, like, this is the matchup that it comes down to. If Kansas City wants any hope of getting to the, the Super Bowl this year, they have to figure that out against a really tough team to figure it out against in the Baltimore Ravens. On the NFC Championship side, it is the San Francisco 49ers against the Detroit Lions. And you could honestly make this one the San Francisco run defense. So I wanted to change it up a little bit, but I think the real X factor in this game is going to be the San Francisco 49er pass defense. Um, San Francisco defensively, I think, can put a lot of pressure on Jared Goff. I do think Detroit's going to have a lot of success in the run game the only way teams stick to the run is kind of if they're only within one score, right? Um, Now, Detroit, I think, has done a pretty good job this year of sticking with the run, even if they're down by 14, let's say, early in football games where a lot of teams would just abandon and just start spamming uh, passing plays. Detroit, I do think, will do a better job um, with sticking with the run, but the run is only successful if this passing defense for the Lions can do anything to stop San Francisco. The... The the secondary had some success because they were able to get pressure on Baker Mayfield in the NFC Divisional Round. Um, And same thing with with Matthew Stafford. The secondary has come up with enough plays to keep the Lions in games and keep them ahead in games, depending on the, the playoff matchup that you are looking at. That, just doing enough, is not going to be enough against the San Francisco 49ers. With Ayuk, with Kittle... Things are looking good for Debo Samuel that he's going to make his way into this football game as well. Uh, you have Christian McCaffrey underneath. Even, like, he he doesn't get talked about a lot because he is not in the tier of these guys, but Jennings is a really good pass catcher as well. And you have all of those weapons and a secondary that has kind of been picked apart at various different points throughout the season. If, if Detroit wants to stick to the style that they can be successful with against the San Francisco 49ers, they are going to have to be able to keep pace. And it's it's not going to be great if you are, okay, we're establishing the run. We're getting some good run plays, but we're kind of getting stopped. we got a couple of field goals. Um, and then all of a sudden it's 14 to six and you're like, oh no, uh, we have to abandon this thing now. The way Detroit is successful in this game, they have to, have to, have to limit San Francisco through the air and try to limit some of those big play capabilities that the 49ers have. Many have tried... All but a couple have failed. Detroit has to be successful if they want to make it to their first Super Bowl. I I think that is the key matchup in this Sunday's NFC Championship game. But yeah, I just, I can't wait to see how all these matchups play out. It's, it's a shame we only get one in these, right? Like, it would be so great if it was a best of three. It would take a while, but it'd be so great if it was a best of three or something like that, because I just want to see, not only what I want to see how these teams react in the first game, but the counterpunches after that, but... You got 60 minutes to figure it out, to play your way to the Super Bowl. I am so fucking excited for this games or for these games coming up this weekend. Uh, Coaching news in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers hired the offensive coordinator from uh, the Tampa Bay Bucs. I, I don't know enough about them. Tampa Bay's offense seemed to do pretty well this most recent season, so... Good on ya. Um, I that is that is the extent of my analysis on that dude whose name I forgot um for the LA Chargers they bring in Jim Harbaugh and this is the big ticket that they have been longing for there is a lot going on with this coaching hire with the the Chargers first and foremost is the product on the football field this team has underachieved for basically the entirety of their franchise right like a couple of years there they had like you know well like Dan Fouts and all that but since then, to not get to a Super Bowl with Ladanian Tomlinson and Antonio Gates. Um, to, to just stumble the way that they have at various times where this division wasn't very good, aside from, like, maybe the Broncos. Um, and now to have Justin Herbert on your team and barely be playing any meaningful games is atrocious. And so, from a football standpoint, they need to get this thing figured out. They need to figure out how to maximize the what appears to be incredible wealth of talent that Justin Herbert has, and they also kind of need to figure out what's going on in the defensive side of things, because that was abysmal last season also. This is, it's not a blank canvas, but it's basically a blank canvas featuring a couple of star players, right, in, in Herbert and Bosa, um, Khalil Mack will even ball out, and Derwin James. Like, there are there are pieces on this team that you feel really, really good about, but they, they might be losing both wide receivers. Quentin Johnson, who they drafted last year, did not live up to draft expectations at all, which sucks because a couple of guys after him did. That um, This is... There is a lot of pressure Harbaugh that, that Harbaugh is going under. But it is also more than that. It has been commented a number of different times that the LA Chargers basically play 17 road games. They are the second team in LA, and honestly... And this isn't just because of the team I cheer for. They're kind of the third team in LA behind the Raiders. Like, if the Raiders and, and Chargers are just like, hey, like we're we're more popular there. Why are you just come to Vegas? We'll go we'll go there, um, and we'll we'll kind of rule the roofs because LA is Raider Nation. Need I remind you? Um, they are, that they, they are so entrenched in that culture there, and. Like, I love that my favorite team plays in Vegas, it's my favorite city, and they're my favorite football team, so it's dope. But, um, the, the Chargers are, like, so far down on the totem pole that they're probably below the Kings in terms of fan support in L.A. And you think you got, like, uh, the, the the long-flowing-haired quarterback who's got this golden arm, but they haven't been able to make any kind of a dent there. Now you have the the Hollywood quarterback and you have the Hollywood coach. In Hollywood, this is now the time to try to make up some of that ground and be at least relevant. Try to cultivate a bit of a fan base there. Like the Rams, they got everyone back. Like it was still a little bit like, this is kind of 16 home games for these guys too. Um, But A, they played at the Coliseum for a year. And then B, they won the gosh darn Super Bowl. So people are kind of stoked on the Rams. What if people had to be stoked about on the Chargers? Like, oh man, they balled out in week five. That's great. Like, there's been nothing to be excited about with this team. Now there is a personality, a couple of personalities, to be excited about in L.A. I think they are hoping that they sell some tickets. And finally, the butts in those seats will be wearing Charger Blue instead of Raider Silver and Black. Or Bronco Orange. Or name a team. uh, Because they are are in desperate need of a spark. Pun intended. Out in L.A. Uh, Okay, let's get into some hockey talk as the Calgary Flames get ready for a key matchup tonight. It's the Flames and the Columbus Blue Jackets going down this evening. Uh, This one is over at Scotiabank Saddledome, and it is going to be a really emotional night. Um, Oliver Shillington is going to check back in the lineup, probably, for the first time in basically 20 months, as he has been gone that long with um, dealing with mental health issues. It has been a long road back for him. Um, apparently, he has done all of the work and is now, he he has put in some rehab time uh, with the, the Calgary Wranglers. And he is now up with the big club. And tonight, he makes his debut, or return, I suppose. This is going to be incredibly emotional at the Dome. That, um, the, the standing ovation for him, and Coach Heska has a pretty good sense of these things. My boy needs to start, right? Like you got to get him out there and on the blue line, number 58, you know, like that, that you got to do the whole thing with him. But the ovation for this kid is going to be incredible. And the, I, I think this is going to be and has the potential to be one of the special nights at Scotiabank Saddledome with Oliver Shillington making his return to the lineup. So, hopefully that gives this Flames team a spark, because they desperately need it. Um, a couple other roster moves here, uh, Adam Rozichka and Nick DeSimone were placed on waivers yesterday. Don't look at my Flames segment from yesterday when I said, uh, hey, they probably don't lose either guy. They lost both. Uh, Rozichka goes to Arizona, and Nick DeSimone is on his way to the New Jersey Devils. Now, I, I, I kind of overdo the reference a lot, but... I I say quite a bit, I was on radio during the, look, you can't lose Yanni Ordeo to waivers, okay? You just can't lose assets like that for free. And then, pass through waivers. Um, it, and, and didn't turn out to be a whole lot in the National Hockey League. Ruzichka is such a tantalizing prospect, and he is someone who I have kind of been banging the drum for for a little bit leading up to his debut in the NHL because he has everything you would want right like he is big there is talent there um there is when it's on it is on with this guy the problem is, as we saw, it's not on a lot with him. It's on sometimes, it's on to start. It's really on to start. He's going to be great to kick things off with Arizona. Um, and look, like the, the the coyotes have a pretty good track record of getting waiver claims from the the flames, see Valamaki Kamayuso. But um for, for him, it is all about consistency. It is all about that consistent effort and that consistent execution. It's one thing to do it for one game, and that's great. Can you do it for 5, 10, 15 games in a row? In Calgary, the answer to that question was no. And so that one, with, with Schwint coming up and looking just fine in that role, um, Walker Dewar has been called back up to the team. He... It is fine in that role as well. Um, that they're going to get Pospisil back at some point. They're going to get Pelche back. He's starting his um conditioning assignment with the, the Wranglers this weekend. That they have guys who can feel that role. So losing Adam Ruzicka, like, yeah, it's it's never good when you lose a player for nothing. But nah. The Dissimone one's a bit of a bummer because he has shown some flashes, right? And and there has been a bit of an upside where it's like, okay, this guy, there might be something here. Like, not top pairing ever, I don't think, but there's there's something here, and w- when I look at like, I I would have rather maybe a bit more of a flyer on on him than Osterly. Um, so this the the Disimone one was actually the one that kind of was like ah, oh. kind of hoping he would stick around from a Flames standpoint. So that that was the one that kind of got me. But uh, neither of them I I don't think are a with all due respect to the players I don't think either of them are gigantic. Excuse me, gigantic loss to the organization. There's a lot of depth on the blue line for this uh, Flames team down with the Wranglers to to be able to call it up. It's fine. And they're, they're getting another dude back tonight in Oliver Shillington. So n- none of these are, are anything to, to really sweat about. But um, for the Flames, obviously emotional night with Oliver Shillington coming back into the lineup. The emotions hopefully give this team a bit of a boost. Hopefully they're able to rein them in because they were extremely sloppy with the puck against the St. Louis Blues um, in, in their last contest. Like really, really bad with the puck. And so they need to get that figured out um, quickly. That, that was that that was really really sloppy for Calgary especially in the back part of that game leading directly to a number of scoring opportunities for the the blues and eventually leading to the damn bursting um you have the turnover by Uyghur that leads to the short-handed goal that kind of started the whole ball rolling in the wrong direction for the flames and that's another part of it tonight they they gotta stop riding this roller coaster man like it's when when They had the game against Tampa Bay this year where things were going against them and then Zari puts the puck on net and it just goes in. And from there, they were able to turn the tide. They need to figure out how to turn that tide again because they have have really, really struggled in this... Um, in this aspect for a bit now where things are going well and then one thing happens and they kind of crumble. That needs to stop for uh, for this Calgary Flames team because they need these next two games. They are four points out of a playoff spot and I understand there's a segment of the fan base that doesn't care about playoff spots. That's what this organization is gunning for and so that is how I'm analyzing things. They are battling for a playoff spot. You cannot come away from games against the Blue Jackets and Blackhawks with anything less than four points. I don't care if you outshoot them 59 to four and the game goes to overtime, win that overtime. Like, this is not a time for this Flames team to be messing around at all. We have heard for months about how, well, we'll see where this team's at at the All-Star break. The All-Star break is in a couple of days. This team, quite frankly, has not shown one thing that leads me to believe that this is a team that is worth investing in going onto a long playoff run. They have done nothing to show that this should be anything but blown up. And so now now is the time for them to show that, that they are hanging around. As frustrating as it's been, they, they, they've hung around, but now they need to actually make some noise here in the Western Conference. So it's the Flames and Blue Jackets tonight at seven o'clock. That is going to do it for this show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email the show, Couch Diary, at yahoo.com. Coming up tomorrow, it is going to be the preview show that maybe I'm the most excited about this year and I get it's only uh, the 25th of January but still um, it is conference championship Sunday we're gonna break it we already broke down some of it gonna break down more of it coming up tomorrow plus it is going to be the Royal Rumble preview. We will also have fights to make after UFC 297. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to like this video. Remember to subscribe. If you're listening in podcast form, remember to subscribe. Remember to leave a review. And I will talk to the Ladia tomorrow.